oh my, why am I so triggered by someone else having some success in their business? Like they had a launch that really worked for them. I know I should feel happy for them. Why do I feel so jealous of their success? Why do I feel envious? Why am I not rooting for them and celebrating honestly? Instead of, I'm like smiling and saying, yeah, that's great. And saying all the right things. But inside, I just want to cry. Why am I so, why am I such a failure? Why am I not having the success? Why does it feel okay so long as their success is not more than my success in my business? And oh God, I'm awful. I am such a crap friend. I am such an awful person for feeling like this. I should be better than this. The better, higher self, non-ego self would be would be celebrating honestly and authentically. Why do I feel like it's beaten me? Like their success means I'm a failure. Why, why does it feel like, in fact, actually, no, do you know what? I'm just going to give up. Why am I putting anything out there? Because it never works. I'm no good at it anyway. Who am I kidding? This is just... This is just ridiculous. And I'm, now I'm an awful, jealous, horrible, envious person of somebody else's success. I mean, what kind of a person does that? Hello, hello. In this episode, I'm talking about being triggered by other people's seeming success. From that comparison on that initial stage of seeing what they're doing, maybe it's a successful launch or a post on social media that announces they've got millions of followers or, or something that's happened that you you so want. And those feelings of not feeling enough yourself, that feeling of failure, feelings of envy and jealousy of somebody else's success that you know you've kind of got this halfway house where you're beating yourself up for feeling it because you know it's a nasty and horrible emotion, but it's really triggering you. It's really having a negative impact on how you show up. If you're competitive by nature, then it can be even harder pill to swallow. So do you ever feel like when you see somebody doing something well, whether it's a friend, whether it's a business friend, whether it's another business owner in your niche, they're crushing it. They're achieving the things that you want and it makes you, it can make you shrink back and play small. When others seem to be able to use this sort of comparison as fuel, for some of us, it can create such a a strong negative emotion. You feel low self-esteem, lack of confidence, that horrible jealousy feeling, and all the while you're probably beating yourself up. Now, the problem is that to say, don't look at them, don't see it. Yeah, you can mute people, you can choose to ignore some of their posts or whatever, but the problem is we're now surrounded by it. And to be honest, we actually need to be looking at what everybody else is doing. We need to play our game as much as possible. But social media, competitor research, consuming other people's content in our niche so we can get those other perspectives to inform our work, it's actually really important. So we need to learn how to control this emotional reaction, this strong emotional trigger, as I'm calling it. But really, it's not that word. Now, Theodore Roosevelt once said, comparison is the thief of joy. And isn't that true? Because it leads to that negative self-image, that unrealistic expectations. It leads to us feeling like the victim and starting to create victim and scarcity mindset. And it's a massive distraction because let's face it, we have a limited amount of time, energy, and we need to focus that on the work, the deep work that gets us back into flow and on our journey. Now, in Brené Brown's book, The Atlas of the Heart, she talks about comparison and she explains to us how it's a normal process. Everyone is doing it. We're all benchmarking and and comparing all of the time. 
So I want you to stop beating yourself up about it. Yes, I did too, and I still do. But as much as the gurus will tell you, live a better life, be a better self, stop letting the ego run the show, the reality is we are human, we are comparing. It's normal. So instead, let's try using that comparison and reframing what those thought processes are and deciding what does that mean for me? So next time you compare and you're triggered, you have some sort of strong emotional response to that. What does it mean? What you're going to make it mean? And let's do that on repeat until the more and more we see it and the more and more we feel triggered by it, we're able to then actively choose our response. Wouldn't that be amazing? If next time you see somebody shouting from the rooftops about a success that used to really trigger you and make you play small and feel pathetic and meaningless and like a failure, instead, if that if you could use that as your ammunition. Now, I don't know about you, but if, if it was being discussed, so let's say we're sitting around the dinner table and we're talking about somebody who's had this major success with a launch or something or their business, and I would start to get that that feeling, oh, I'm not quite at that level. I'm not performing. Why are they having so much success? What am I doing wrong? I'm working so hard. And that's my internal dialogue there going on. But externally, there's this conversation where you start saying, well, yeah, but, you know, they had help, you know, their husband's supporting them. They've got, they invested 50,000 into that business. You know the drill here. We're making all the excuses for why they have the success and we don't, why they have a different starting line, why they've got a team of 10 people and we haven't. And let's face it, we all know they didn't start with 10 people. But also we make excuses for why we couldn't. Oh, well, I had to have the kids, you know, I didn't have time. I had this busy career. We never really had a position for me to do that. So you start playing the victim card and making excuses. And then you even, I don't know if you do this, but sometimes you rewrite your end of your story. If you're feeling really low and it feels like, why does everybody else seem to be crushing it? Why do I not seem to get there? You rewrite the end of your story. You say, I'll never achieve this. I'll never do this. I'll never have the business of my dreams. I will never have the lifestyle that I want. I will never achieve my dream house, my dream car, whatever it is that you're aiming for. And that just, that just sits you in this fixed mindset, but in, in, in a world of scarcity, in a universe that you don't want to be in, living a life where you're constantly saying, if only I had, if only I did. And I want us to reframe that. I want us to not get into that downward spiral of comparison. I want us to step into our growth mindset to say, you know what, I can learn this. I can develop whatever it means. Yeah, sure, they're crushing it now, but it's not a fair comparison. We have absolutely no idea what's going on in their lives. And also the problem is for as long as we downplay all this stuff, we're kind of numbing ourselves. We're we're playing down our dreams. We're suppressing it and we're suppressing the emotions that come with it instead of facing them head on. So I want to give you a big cheer. If you're gonna, if you're prepared to sit here with me now and face this head on and say, next time I get triggered, I'm going to face this thing head on. I'm not going to use it as an excuse to play small, to give all my excuses and to say why I'm not successful or having achieved my goal yet. I want you to sit with me and say, do you know what? I am going to work through this. And yeah, sure, the gurus are not helping here because they're telling you, you should be bigger than this. You should be better. You know, someone like you shouldn't have ego coming into this. Well, like Brené Brown says, the comparison is happening. It's real, but we need to figure out when I have this strong emotional reaction, when you have it, what do you do with it? And 
I'm working through this with new things that have come up. I've had to work through in the past with it, but we're facing it head on. We're not ignoring it. And yeah, I want to celebrate your success and I want to celebrate everybody else's success. And I want to celebrate it even if it's a bigger success than mine. And that's the thing here. Most of us are comfortable when the successes are a step back from where we are. You know, as long as they're not more successful than us, our friends, our family, our siblings, we're okay. But as soon as somebody's more successful, that's when the triggering starts. But I want to celebrate honestly, authentically. I want to celebrate with you. I want to be on that journey. I want to be the friend that I should be. And But at the same time, we know we've got this emotional thing that gets triggered sometimes. So what, you know, this feeling of jealousy, and I read something about entrepreneurial envy, and I'm not even, I'm not even sure I feel that that's the right word for it, but I want us to talk through now what's coming up here and how can we learn to control it. So I'm going to give some really practical things to help you just overcome the emotion in the moment that I've learned that's really helped, that's come from some, some great mindset coaches. But also I want to, I want to talk about what might be coming up here. What is it for you? So first off, I always like to ask myself, this thing, Brené Brown says to do this as well, you know, is this thing something I'm genuinely jealous about? Like, is it something I want? Is it just, oh yeah, they've got a Porsche, but I really don't care. <laughs> like, I really do not want the headache of putting three kids in the back of a Porsche and knowing that it's going to be trashed. You know, what is the thing? Is it something you're really bothered about? Or is it just something that, you know what, that's nice for them and it's actually not that triggering? Now, I would say if you're not that triggered, then it probably isn't something you want or care about. So you can apply no meaning to it. That's that level of envy. But if you're comparing and it's the thing you want, you know, it's somebody who had a successful launch of their membership and you really wanted to launch your membership and have 100 members subscribe and you didn't get that, then it can be a sign that either you're on the wrong path or a sign that you're on the right path, but you're procrastinating about the work the effort or the types of things you're doing. You know, they're doing more marketing. They're putting themselves out there more. They're definitely putting more on social media. They're really shouting about it. They're doing the self-promotion that you are not doing. If you want this, then why are you denying it to yourself? You know, I went through this long struggle with material things versus I don't need material things. I just need purpose and meaning and family. And then I realized that it would be nice to treat them to a a hotel in New York and a trip to Paris. So I want some more material things to enable things to happen and to have this great time. Sometimes we are so busy trying to think about what's the right thing to want, the right thing to do and have, that we forget what we really want. Unforgivable, you know, like unsort of attached acknowledgement of what you want without apologizing for it, unapologetically wanting something. That's the phrase I'm looking for. When you unapologetically say, I do want that Porsche actually, or actually I do want a business that gives me six figures a year or seven figures. When you unapologetically say, that's what I want, stop trying to justify it to everybody else. Stop trying to fit in with their morals, their values, what they want or what the gurus are telling you will make you happy. Just know that they're your goals. That's what you want. And if you're triggered by somebody, you have an emotional response when you're comparing with somebody who's having it or on that journey, know that it might be because you're on the right path, you're doing the wrong things, maybe you're doing the right things, but you're just behind them, you're not consistent. What can we learn from this? What can we learn from this about what we want? Do I even want it? Do I even care? 
Is this comparison fair? Am I really bothered? And, and decide what that means to you. Then there's a whole lot of other stuff coming out that we need to acknowledge here. This idea of scarcity mindset, it means like there's not enough success. We, have, we fall into this trap, don't we? It's me or it's them. It's win or lose. You know, I always think like in the movie, you have like one hero, don't you? You have one winner, like the baddie doesn't win, the goodie doesn't win, you know, she means war. If you've ever seen that, that film, you know, they're all fighting over Reese Witherspoon to win her date and the two guys are there and you're rooting for either one or the other and somebody gets her. And you just, you just constantly get the feeling there can only be one winner. So when you see somebody who's crushing it, this comparison of this person online, this influencer that might be doing the thing you want to be doing at a level that you wish you were doing it at and getting that success, then maybe you look at them and what that says to you is, okay, they've already got there. So I, I'm now like the supporting actor in role in this movie. I'm now the loser. I'm now the person that sits on the sidelines while they go and have the happy ending and, you know, the marriage and whatever else is going on. But it's not like that. Simon Sinek talks about this in his book, Infinite Game. Simon Sinek, I know he's an optimist, but there's some really good, valuable content in his books that talks about this idea of having worthy rivals, having a shared mission and making a far greater product, service or world or experience simply by the fact that we all contribute to it, us and our competition. I mean, let's face it, if you are like me and you're a binger on personal development stuff, there's probably a chance that you listen to Mel Robbins, Tony Robbins, you probably listen to Brendan Bouchard and people of that ilk as well. Maybe you listen to Lewis Howes. It isn't just that you only follow one person, you only admire and work with and read books from one author. So it's not us or them. Simon Sinek talks about the fact that he used to be in competition with another author in the same field. And then he realized the people that were buying his book didn't mean, oh, you know, he's won the race to number one best-selling book. Those people then bought Simon's book and eventually supported his way to being a number one selling book. And what he instead asked himself was, what can I learn from this person that makes me better at my game? But I want to put a spin on this a little bit. All right, so we're falling in that trap where it's a win-lose. It's either them or me. It can't be all of us. It can't be every single one of us, even though we all know in every market there are more than one player. I want you to instead think that it shows what's possible for you too. Yeah, you might not be where they are now. You're where you are, but it's possible. It doesn't take away just because they achieve some success doesn't then strip you of all your progress so far. It doesn't remove all your content from all your accounts. It doesn't start you back from scratch in your business. Although mentally you might be telling yourself that it doesn't take away any of the progress, any of the things you've learned, anything that you have done or where you're headed. In fact, it's a sign that it's possible for you too. So let's embrace that abundant mindset. There's more than enough clients. There's more than enough of listeners. There's more than enough book readers. There's more than enough of everything to go around. And then that growth mindset that says, I can do this. I can learn it. I can figure it out. Yeah, they might be there now. I got to figure out what did they do? What are they doing now? And can I use that to fuel me, to motivate me and decide what does that mean for you? Okay, I wanted to then wind this back because this is all very great when you're in a calm, relaxed environment and you can start to ask these questions. You know, I always think 
journaling out a triggered reaction, an emotional thing is easy after the fact, when you've calmed down, when you've come back down to earth and realized, hey, this is just my mind having an internal conversation, a complete battle against my will of where I want to be and where I am now. Well, I want to talk about how we can control it in the moment and some of the things that might sound a bit silly, but they've really worked for me. So I'm going to share three things that I can promise you will help you to relax and and sort of calm your nervous system. You know, these are scientifically proven. So the first one I want to share with you is doing some relaxing movement. Now, this is something I do with my kids when we all get a little bit stressed or a little bit wound up, or sometimes we just do it in the morning because we know we've got off to a rough start and the meditation's not gone well. It's a couple of movements. One is called seaweed. And seaweed is like where you sway your arms in the air and you make your body all loose. So basically, you pretend to be seaweed. The second one is a roly-poly. So a roly-poly where you curl yourself up into a ball on the floor and you just roll around the carpet or the soft floor or the grass or the, the sand if you're close to the sea. And this just helps to just relax your body, relax those muscles, that tension, you know, when you start to feel a bit silly. You can even do like a wobbly dance where you just sort of shake yourself off to Taylor Swift if you really like. The second one is to stay grounded and present with some mindfulness. So this is where instead of focusing on the conversation that's going on in your mind and that emotional reaction, you focus instead on what you can taste, what you can hear, what you can see. So you get out of your head, you're in that fight or flight nervous system sort of situation and you get back in the room. So you sit there or you stand there and you say, what can I see? I can see a beautiful picture of my two children. I can see my laptop. I can see my motivational quote on the wall. In fact, today's motivational quote says, we haven't come this far to only come this far. That's what's on my July calendar and I'm loving it. When you say those, it takes the conversation out of your head and makes you more mindful and present. You're back in the room. And then the third one is well known. If you're a a Wim Hof fan, you will love this as well. It's breath work. We want to do some deep breaths to calm our nervous system. And we know that if we put our hands on our heart, it really works. Put your hand on your heart and do five deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. And pausing in between is really valuable. Then when we're in that position, you can start to ask those other questions like, is this a route for me? What can I learn from it? Did this event trigger me to ask something like, have I done enough? Am I putting the work in? Am I truly going all in or playing small? And then I want you to just end this episode with these two messages for you. The first one is that we are living in an age where success is possible for you. You know, if you show up consistently, you do the work, the right type of work, of course, and that's sometimes need figuring out, then you can achieve your goals. And then the second one, and Luca's agreeing there, is to run your own race. You stay true to you, to your mission, to do the work consistently with deliberate practice. You will achieve your goals. I believe in you and you need to believe in you too. I would love to know if any of this has resonated with you. 
this is a really difficult thing to talk about. Quite often we can't talk about this with our friends, our family, our business colleagues, but we've created an environment in the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Group where we do talk about these things, where we do tackle these hard conversations and we do admit to ourselves and to others what's going on, what's really going on. And I want to be that for you. So please reach out on social media if this has resonated with you. I would love to hear how and know if more of these honest conversations will be helpful to you. And the other thing I have to ask you is to please share the show with somebody that you know is on a similar journey or would really benefit from hearing these messages. I thank you. I'm rooting for you and I'll speak to you again very soon. Congratulations for showing up and being one of the 8% that actually turn their dreams into reality. I appreciate you for listening and I am committed to helping you improve the quality of your life. For more resources, make sure you check out the show notes underneath. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review. And remember, you are incredible. And if you dream it, you can achieve it. Mm -hmm.